Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Good morning, friends and faithful listeners. This is your host, Jen, with the P40 Ministries podcast. And today I have a guest speaker with us, and this is Beth, and she is a very good friend of mine. She's awesome. She sings really great, and I'm going to have her introduce herself for us. So Beth, tell us a little bit about yourself. Good morning, everybody. My name is Beth Trice, and I'm so honored to be here today with Jen. We go to the same church in our little town. Jen's got a beautiful voice as well and is very talented in so many ways. I'm just happy to be on the podcast and honored and have really enjoyed this series in the book of Genesis. Well, thanks, Beth, so much for uh, coming on the podcast with me. Beth did say something kind of interesting to me uh, when I asked her to get on the podcast with me. She said that she actually liked my intro music Yes. <laughs> <laughs> last Monday when I did the really crazy intro. So, so you said you liked that, right, Beth? Yes, I gave it a thumbs up. I was excited to hear some rockin' music. <laughs> so at least somebody liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but today we are going to be reading Genesis chapter 31. And I'm actually going to have Beth read this for us. She's going to be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible this morning. So as usual, grab your cup of coffee. And Beth just grabbed her cup of tea. So I do know somebody who drinks tea. Yes. (laughs) And uh, let's go ahead and start reading this. Genesis 31. Jacob heard Laban's son's words saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's. He has obtained all this wealth from that which was our father's. Jacob saw the expression on Laban's face, and behold, it was not toward him as before. Yahweh said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers, and to your relatives, and I will be with you. Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field to his flock, and said to them, I see the expression on your father's face, that it is not toward me as before. But the God of my father has been with me. You know that I have served your father with all of my strength. Your father has deceived me and changed my wages ten times. But God didn't allow him to hurt me. If he said, The speckled will be your wages, then all the flock bore speckled. If he said, The streaked will be your wages, then all the flock bore streaked. Thus God has taken away your father's livestock and given them to me. During the mating season, I lifted my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the male goats which leaped on the flock were streaked, speckled, and grizzled. The angel of God said to me in the dream, Jacob, and I said, Here I am. He said, Now lift up your eyes, and behold, all the male goats which leap on the flock are streaked, speckled, and grizzled, for I have seen all that Laban does to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed a pillar where you vowed a vow to me. Now arise, get out from this land, and return to the land of your birth. Rachel and Leah answered him, Is there yet any portion or inheritance for us in our father's house? Aren't we considered as foreigners by him? For he has sold us, and has also used up our money. For all the riches which God has taken away from our father are ours and our children's. Now then, 
Whatever God has said to you, do. Thanks so much, Beth, for reading that for me. Since I do this every single day, I do get tired of hearing my own voice. So that was so great of Beth to read that for us. But let's go ahead and discuss this a little bit. So you remember from Friday's episode that Laban had taken away Jacob's portion of what he promised Jacob. He had kind of pieced out with all of these speckled goats and black sheep that he had promised to Jacob. And Jacob did something kind of fascinating. He did this really weird farmer's tradition, or should I say, a um, almost like a superstition in order to get what he was owed. And this was not something that was dishonest that Jacob was doing, because he had no guarantee that the the goats would actually have a baby goat that was speckled or spotted. So this was not something that Jacob was doing dishonestly. But if you look here in Genesis chapter 31, Laban's sons were saying that Jacob cheated and was taking all that was Laban's or their father's. And also Laban became super upset with Jacob because Jacob's flocks were continuing to grow. Laban's flocks were were starting to get really weak because it was God sort of giving Laban what Laban deserved after many years of mistreating Jacob and even mistreating his daughters. God was finally giving Laban what was owed to him, and his flocks started becoming weaker and weaker and weaker. But then Jacob's flocks were getting strong and healthy. It said at the end of Genesis 30 that Jacob was actually very wealthy with tons of healthy animals and also servants and camels and donkeys and all sorts of stuff. I think Beth has some interesting um, thoughts on who she feels Laban is. So Beth, why don't you share that with us right now? All right, thanks. Yeah, I really feel that Laban is, uh, his character has been uh, duplicitous even when he was young and met um, Abraham's servant whom Rebecca brought from the well. Laban saw that the servants and Rebecca both had jewelry on and immediately put out a big spread for him. I feel was trying to just show off. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking that Laban was always looking out for number one. And here we are decades later, he's still doing the same thing. And all of a sudden, Laban has victim syndrome, meaning that he's the one that has done wrong to Jacob, right? which was confirmed by the Lord, but still feels that he's the victim and that he's the one that was betrayed. Right, right. Because it says in verse 2 that Jacob saw the expression on Laban's face, and behold, it was not towards him as it was before. Let me read that actually out of the NLT version real quick, because I I like the way the NLT worded verse 2. So let me find that. It says, Jacob began to notice a change in Laban's attitude towards him. And same with uh, Laban's sons as well. They were grumbling about Jacob. And this is because... Like I said earlier, that Laban's flocks were becoming weaker as Jacob's were growing healthier and healthier because of of this miraculous um, intervention that, that God did for Jacob. Laban is getting upset because he feels cheated all of a sudden, even though he, he really was not cheated. Right. He feels cheated all of a sudden because now he's he's um he's kind of getting his own medicine handed back to him. Exactly. I don't know if that's the right statement. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I would say. Yep. 
Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at with Laban right now. And it's it's just sort of funny that he's he's getting so upset. And meanwhile, he's just he's a shysty person from the beginning. Yep. But um, so now it says in verse three that the Lord says to Jacob, return to the land of your father and your grandfather. So basically, God is saying to Jacob, get out of there. You know, you've been mistreated enough for probably close to 21 years mm-hmm. now. You've been cheated, so it's it's time to get out of here. You are no longer safe because of Laban's change in attitude towards you. So finally, he calls his two wives out to him, his two um, wives that were sisters, you remember, and they go out to the field where he was watching his flocks and potentially even Laban's flocks as well. So he's still working for Laban during all this. But he says to them, I noticed that your father's attitude towards me has changed, but God has been with me. The God of my father has been with me. And he also says to them, you know, I've worked really hard. You guys know how hard I have worked and how your father has changed my wages 10 times. That says that in verse 7. And I found that really interesting. You know, we don't hear in the Bible about all those times that Laban continued to cheat Jacob and change his wages and try to just get more and more and more out of Jacob. We don't hear any of those stories, but yet Jacob mentions it right here. I mean, after 21 years, I'd be sick of that. I I, (laughs) I was just going to say, imagine the patience that Jacob had to put up with this. Right. First to put up with the duplicity of his father-in-law in, you know, waiting, uh, seven years working seven years for a wife he didn't want right then getting the wife he wanted and working another seven years mm-hmm. and then working on the flocks for another six or seven years and with no wages and being cheated all these times it just amazes me that he had the patience uh, to put up with that this kind of shows a little bit more about jacob's character Definitely. you know we we do see the bad stuff with Jacob's character where he he was kind of just sleeping with whoever he wanted to sleep with. But yeah. then we see stuff like this where he's being patient and waiting on God and um, still being honest during all this, even though, you know, if it were me and I was getting cheated like this, I don't know if I could have the patience and honesty to not cheat the cheater back. Exactly. This, this really does show who Jacob is and how um, he did have a heart for God during all of this because he continues to to talk about God as well. He says, the God of my father has been with me. And he even says in verse seven that God has not allowed him to do me any harm during all of this. So he gives all the glory to God during this. So we do know that Jacob does have a heart for God. Yeah, I think it's one of those things too where Knowing that God is with him through this, mm-hmm. I believe is that's the source of his patience. Mm. Because when you know you're going through a hard time, weeks, months, even years of trial, but you know that no matter what, God is with you, God is seeing you through this, and you couldn't do it without him, it just helps you to persevere and be tenacious and get through to the end, whatever that may be. Yeah, I, I do like that. Beth, do you ever, can you think of a time where maybe you felt cheated, but also um, persevered or like, I don't know, have you ever been personally hurt by somebody, but knew that God was with you in that situation? I don't have a specific time where I felt actually cheated by anyone. 
that I could think of. But I have been through um, several times where I was robbed or I was stolen from. Mm. And um, material things, money out of my purse, and by people I loved and trusted, people that were like family to me. I didn't realize it. And mm. that's the crazy thing is that I'm usually very um, I detailed and I don't miss much, but I missed it for like two years mm. and it went on. And so that there's just a, it's just a tough feeling. It's hard to not be bitter and angry. Um, but I've forgiven this person. I'm no longer in relationship with them, but I forgive them and wish them the best. That's really tough. During all that, did you know that God was with you? Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where this person also was a believer. But a lot of people don't have the same convictions that we do. So we actually hired them, um, paid them very well, but evidently not enough. I know that God was with us through this, you know, is going to deal with this in some way. I really hope that he changes his life and he comes back to the Lord and uh, gets help and counseling for his problems. Because unfortunately, I've heard that it's been done to several other people. Mm. Uh, but um, once again, it just really hurt. But I knew that God loved him. I know he loves me. By holding bitterness and anger, it's just going to do nothing but make us miserable. Right. So we just decided to forgive him, let it go, and let God deal with it. I really like what you said there about forgiving and letting go and... Um... Allowing God to take care of it. Because honestly, that's what Jacob does here. You know, he, he lets it go several times, even though Laban continues to change his wages 10 times. He just lets it go. And he says, it's time for us to leave. And this is what he says to his wives. But he also says that he had a dream. He says that God came to him and said that if Laban changed his wages from speckled animals to striped animals, that striped animals would be provided to Jacob. And vice versa, depending on how many times Laban decided to change his mind on Jacob and try to cheat him, God told Jacob and confirmed to Jacob that no matter what Laban said, those animals would start producing the animals that Jacob was promised. Mm. And that's what's interesting about this dream. You know, even though things seem hopeless to us, God always does see us. And and I, I think that's part of the reason why this story is in the Bible as well. You know, God never fails for those who trust in him and love him. So J Jacob continues to talk about this dream from verse 10 to verse 11 and all the way down to verse 13, where God says that he is the God who appeared to Jacob at Bethel, the place where you anointed the pillar of stone and made your vow. You do remember the um, dream Jacob had many, many years ago prior to this. This was 21 years ago that Jacob had this dream of this ladder coming down from heaven and angels ascending and descending on this ladder. And because of that dream that Jacob had, he anointed that place that he was in and it happened to be Bethel. So he also says, God also says, now get ready and leave this country and return to the land of your birth. So after Jacob says this dream to his two wives, they respond, that is absolutely fine with us. They're like, please take us from here. <laughs> Get us out of here. <laughs> I love it. And, and they say, we're not going to inherit any of our father's wealth anyway, because he has reduced our rights. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He says he's reduced our rights. And this is, this is actually what the NLT says. He says, 
uh, they say he mm-hmm. has reduced our rights to those of foreign women. So Beth, what do you, what do you think about that? The fact that he reduced their rights to those of foreign women. Well, I, I think it's very sad because um, basically that means you know their rights to their father's inheritance. They don't have any right to it any more than a foreign woman would. Mm-hmm. So meaning a stranger. And I just think it's crazy. You know, they know, obviously, they're they're ready to jump on the bandwagon and get out of town with Jacob. And so they know their father is not a good person. He causes problems and that he's cheated their husband and they're they're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. I would be, too. <laughs> yeah, me, too. <laughs> Yep, I definitely would be. But yeah, so that's basically the end of this portion of this chapter that we talked about today is just Rachel and Leah agreeing to leave with Jacob because there could have been a potential, Jacob thought, that maybe his wives wouldn't want to go with him and want to stay with uh, their family. Mm -hmm. But no, these wives were ready to leave. (laughs) Yep, they were ready to go. Well, everybody, this was Beth here on the podcast with me. She did an excellent job. At least I think so. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> Great. Um, thank you, Beth, for coming on uh, to the podcast. I I do appreciate it. Like I said, I do get sick of my own voice sometimes. So uh. It's great to have a, uh, a guest um, speaker. But faithful listeners, I encourage you to join me tomorrow at 6 a.m. for a discussion mm-hmm. out of Matthew. We will be discussing, I believe, Matthew. Are we on 14 now? I, I get so confused about where we're at sometimes. <laughs> um, but we will be discussing Matthew tomorrow. So definitely join the uh, P40 Ministries podcast for that and tune in anytime after 6 a.m. for that. But guys, thank you so much. And as I say at the end of every podcast episode, happy listening and God, God bless. bless. <laughs> <laughs>